Proverbs 22.6. It's a verse you know. You don't even have to turn to it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he'll not depart from it. Proverbs 22.6. Mentioned it during the service when we dedicate the babies. And um, familiar verse, of course, in the Bible that we think of in relationships to homes and children and so on and so forth. To train up the child in the way he should go. Let's pray. Father, please give us a clarity of thought as I teach this lesson tonight, this message as it goes forth. Let I pray, God, that we would um, all move our families forward. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a, it's a great verse, but it's a true verse. Amen. It's in the Bible. And uh, your children grow up. And they go, their, they go their own way, you might say. And it's a tremendous congregation here tonight, group of generational families, of parents and grandparents and children that have followed in the way of the Lord. This is not a chastising sermon, but it is a challenging sermon because we do have a lot of young families in the church. And you've been grown up in homes, many of you, the young families, and you're sitting here this morning as testimony that your parents did, did have you in a place, in a church, in a home that motivated you to follow the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. It's certainly something that we want to continue as a heritage of this church is that we have many families that go forward and children follow uh, in the path of the Lord. Just some things, thoughts that I would like to give to you tonight. Memories last forever. good or bad it goes both ways unfortunately they don't just always remember the good times but they can remember the bad times as well hopefully that's not the overwhelming thing that's going on in Christian homes but it does seem like we're losing an extraordinarily amount of young people more than half of our young people were not able to keep in church they completely leave church at a 60 some odd percent rate I don't think we're having that happen in this church. You probably maybe have never had that happen in this church. But I, I would say this, that, that is, those are the national averages, and all of us are losing some of our children to the world for sure. And so it's a thing that I think we need to always keep in check in our minds is something that we are always aware of raising our family. The memories of your home, as I said, they, they will be remembered, whether they're good ones, or whether they're bad ones. Sometimes a family may come to Christ in, in midlife and, and, a, and a home changes and you're gonna have the opportunity to have uh, great memories in your home of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. The good memories I can remember of so many in my childhood, things that I was able to do growing up in a Christian home, opportunities I got to go. There's just, uh, he's talking about camp tonight. Uh, some of my best memories are camp. And uh, Little League is close. Even though it's Little League, it was fun. Uh, Little League baseball. And uh, in a town for long enough, I got to, got to play ball. That was fun. But camp was such a big thing in my life. To go to Camp Kobiak. I won't sing you the camp song. But it was a wonderful time in my life to be in camp and Christian kids and the fun of enjoying other other new relationships and and even the counselors I just I loved my counselors as a kid they were college students and I just thought they were the neatest guys and just 
great memories of camp, great memories of going to church and, and just serving the Lord in different places over the course of my life. And uh, now, now my brothers, that's just a bad memory, but I'm joking there. They're, uh, my, my only remaining brother, he, he calls me a couple times, three times a week, sometimes it's almost every day. And I'm enjoying that very, very much. And, uh, and we're talking about the old days, right? And uh, so that's, that's been good to uh, re refresh our memories on some, some great times we had as kids. Your children will remember. Make good memories. What were childhood memories like for you? Because all of you, I don't care how old you are, you can remember your childhood. Amen? You remember what it was like. So, you, so replicate that and realize that your, chil your, your children, young families, will have equally as good memories of your home and your life and how your home was run. Uh, just a few questions for you. If your children were to describe their home, maybe adults, you can think of your home. Would you describe the home that you grew up in as a Christ-centered home? Will your children speak that of your home as Christ-centered? Is it a work-centered home? Is it a possession-centered home? Is it a pleasure-centered home? What, is, what would your children look at and remember about your home that will be the standout thing? And I may not certainly have covered, that's a, a short list, but you get the idea of what, what it is that they're going to take away when they leave your house. Was, was Lord Jesus Christ and ministry and those things, even as a layman, um, were those the things that your children are going to stand out and say, this, this was the thing that really, of all the things that went on in our house, the most important thing was what we did for the Lord. Now that, I'm not saying it always has to be that way, but is, is that what your children are going to see? Obviously, if we're trying to move children forward, we want them to have that not as a bad memory, but as a great memory at Gospel Light Baptist Church. And what it was like for you and your family to be here and, and enjoy the, the friendships and the fellowship and the, and the activities of Gospel Light Baptist Church and your children remember this as a great experience in their life that helped them go forward. And so that's, that's obviously what we're looking for as a church is that the children that attend here have a good memory of church, not just having fun. Of course, part, that's part of it for children is having fun, but also uh, going to camp and making spiritual decisions, um, just things throughout their life. Uh, just we down, had some kids down at uh, Brother Brown's this last week, and I know uh, I saw Dylan was able to go and just... Uh, just can't say enough good about it. Just thought it was a remarkable time and a great preaching and just a, a great meeting. And, and, you know, we want our children to remember those kind of things that they were encouraged by their home, their parents, their church to be a part of. And uh, always when our kids get back from camp and just the decisions that are made are so important that we're leaving those impressions on these are the things that we count very important to, to be in Sunday school, to be in the services and our children and the programs that they're involved in on Wednesday nights, it all is working together to produce children that have a Christ-centered life. It's a life that is well-lived if you're living for Christ. It's an amazing thing. It's pretty rare that people regret having living, lived their lives for Christ. They may not have always had everything in life, um, I don't think we had much when I was a kid. 
I didn't really know it though. Didn't stand out to me. Um, my mother was a very, very good housekeeper and I don't know, never always, I don't know. She didn't think she was much of a cook, but I thought she cooked real good. Um, I thought her cooking was good, but she always said, oh, no, no, I'm not much of a cook. But I, I thought she was. I thought her meals were good. I thought her house was clean. I don't recall feeling like I was ever living in poverty. I do recall maybe that we had pancakes a little more often than not, but uh, never stood out to me at the time, right? But they are cheap, right? Uh, but it's an amazing thing when you look at your life and look at your home. Adults, just think back on your home and what that was like for you and families and moms and dads. Think about, think about what you're going forward in your home and what, what impressions you're leaving as what it, or your home represents for Christ. What will your children think your passion in life was? Adults, when you can think about that adults sitting in the room and you think about your parents what do you think of their passion in their life was was it these things was it Christ was it was it other things perhaps that you were able to change in your life because you saw that it wasn't those things and you were able to make those changes young people that you're not you're young couples young families sometimes you may look at your home and you say well I wouldn't want my home to be like that well then don't copy it it's not, it's not, you, you may have had a situation in your life that was given to you for such a purpose as saying, that's not what I want for my home. And you can learn from those things and move forward. You don't have to just say, well, well, the only reason my home is a wreck is because I wasn't raised upright. Well, you can change that. You're sitting, in a, you're sitting in church. You can bring your family. You don't have to go down that road. doesn't mean you despise your parents for it, but you, you don't have to be the same. I, you know, it's, it's somewhat of a, a repetitive a repetitious complaint as well I'm this way because my parents well if you know that your parents were that way why didn't you be something different it's not like you were locked into it you can you can you can go a different path when you start saying well it's because of my mom and dad all you're doing is you're making excuses you have you have every opportunity this United States of America you can move out you can get your own home you can go your own way and you can follow the Lord Jesus Christ and lead your family now, I think there is, a, uh, there is such a thing, obviously, as having a Christian home that you grew up in that, 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 that gave you a push to the right direction. But it doesn't mean that God's not going to keep you under, under some kind of a, a weight that's going to keep you from going forward. My goodness, we have Jesus Christ in our life. We have church. Man, we, can, we can go forward. We can, we can accomplish what God has in our lives and what our past is. It's not stopping us unless we choose it. I was delighted, uh, our dear brother that was with us this last week, uh, he's going to see Lane Jones in the Philippines. And I want to go see Lane Jones with him, Dan. I don't think I'm going to go, but boy, I want to. I, uh, Lane Jones was in our home one time for a meal and just had the, the most, it, it was it, just to tell the story, it, it pained him. It was, just, it was just a horrible thing that he lived growing up in. And I, um, I don't know, I just, my heart broke for him, even as a grown man that was on the mission field, but doing just an amazing ministry in the Philippines. And I, I, I've, never, I've never got to go to see Lane Jones' ministry um, on my other trips. But I just think so favorably of him with the background and how he was raised up and yet overcame that is just such a phenomenal missionary. He's just an unbelievable man.
and yet his story of his home life was just devastating, just, just heart-wrenching how he grew up. But yet God is using him in a mighty, mighty way. What do your children think your passion is? What is the atmosphere in your home? When your children come home, when your husband comes home, when your wife comes home, what's the atmosphere that's dominant in your home? That is a huge thing, folks. Your children dread to come home? Do they look forward to get home? Is that a place where they love to be? Or is it a place they dread to be? Are they gonna they gonna feel like they're a criminal on the on the cross being cross-examined by a lawyer every time they walk in the door? Nobody, oh, wait, you know, what'd you have for lunch? Did you eat or your grapes? Did you do you eat the spinach I put in there? Yes. No, you didn't. You're lying to me. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I am lying to you. Why did you put spinach in my lunch? Uh, you know, I mean, what 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 is what is going on in your home that is going to make it a place where your children just are like dreading to get there? Or are they looking forward to getting home from school and being there? Is it a place that is a happy place? Is it a negative place? Are you seeking things to criticize your husband for or your wife for as soon as they walk in the door? Boy, as soon as you hit the door, bang. What is this? What is oh, my. Your husband dragging to get home at night because he just, just doesn't want to get home to find out what he forgot? You know, he got the wrong color of socks on one of his feet or what? But, you know, I'm exaggerating. He had both of them wrong. But, you know, what's what? Ladies, what atmosphere is your husband coming home to? Men, what, what, what are you coming home like? Is your wife sitting at home like, oh, my goodness, 10 more minutes he's going to be here. Let me check real quick and see what I didn't do because he's certainly going to bring it up to me if I don't get it done. I'm exaggerating a bit, but maybe not. What is the atmosphere in your home? Because even that atmosphere between you and your husband is going to be very, very dominant of what, what the atmosphere is like for your children. As Christians... Let's, let's keep that atmosphere in our homes a happy home. doesn't mean that we don't discipline. We don't take the, the necessary steps to raise our children properly in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. But it, it doesn't mean that our home is just always a place that they don't want to be. Make your home a happy place for your children. I'm so pleased that visitors come here. The comment that they say the most, and uh, don't lead them to it, but this, this seems like a happy church. Well, I like that. I like that. That folks come and enjoy being in church. And what a, what a great place and great people you are that makes people feel welcome. It's, um, it is now the dominant comment that I get from people. The people here are so friendly. The people here welcome you so much. And so, I mean, that's if, if you want to see a church grow, make people feel at home, right? Make them feel at home, and it's just uh, just phenomenal. We saw so many folks uh, today that that just uh, came and just had an extraordinary experience at Gospel Light Baptist Church. And why is that? Part of it is because they had extraordinary experience at the Trunk or Treat, at the Mega Sports Camp, and things. So they're they're attracted to come back and be part of things, and uh, just one step at a time, building relationships with the community and people that are coming here for different events, and and then seeing people that come and come regularly. And so just wide, wide variety of things that make this a place where people want to come to. But a lot of it's going to be the atmosphere of the church 
being a place that people like what they feel, what they do, what the music, everything that's going on is something that is moving them forward uh, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with their life because they were attracted to those that follow Christ. Um, are you creating peaceful place? Number three, affection, love, and fun. What's that look like in your home? The affection, the love, and the fun. Um, when I think of home, I think it's a place that it ought, ought to be a place where children know that they are loved. One of the things that we enjoy so much as Christians is that we know that God loves us. We know that if we get away from the Lord, if we do something wrong, guess what? He loves us. If, if we mess up, he forgives us. We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That's who he is. Why? Because he's a God of love. And he offers us a, a, a gateway back to himself. And so that's tremendous love. Keep that love in your home to where your children, even if they know they've disobeyed, there's a quick gateway for mom and dad to take them back. Discipline, of course. Things that need to be dealt with, of course. But th that's not the dominant in their life. I remember we had our first child. I told Betty, we, you know, it's hard to discipline, you know, the two-year-olds. And uh, it's just, um, you're thinking, man, these kids are tough. But I said, you know, if we go 90% affection, we'll be okay. We just kind of make sure there's a lot of love in the house. And uh, sometimes you got to deal with the, the discipline, but you overwhelm those things with affection and love to your children and make sure they know that their love, that their parents love them and their parents think well of them. Speak well even to your little children. Let them always be not only, not only knowing that you love them, but that, that it's more than that, that you're proud of them, that you like to take them places with you. You like to be with them. Brag on them. It's just an important thing for your children to have that security. Discipline is just part of life. I mean, I don't care what you have to do. You have to be corrected. You start something new, anything you do, you have to be shown or corrected. Okay, you know, you can get, you get a new job. What happens? You have to have some correction to get you getting things done the way they want it done. It's just the nature of life. But don't, don't make that the dominant thing that is making your home unhappy. Be a, be a person that is, is supportive of your children. And I'm not talking about not taking care of business. I'm talking about them knowing the big thing in their life is that my dad loves me and he thinks I'm the greatest kid in the world. Those are the things that they need to know. The disciplines along the way, of course, they know, they know those things are necessary. I don't care if you, you join a, a wrestling team. Guess what? The coach is not going to always tell you that that's perfect. No, he's going he's gonna to get on your back a few times saying, no, hold it. I've gone over this three times. Now they get it right this time. And, and so what is going to – there's always going to be correction in life. But if it's done in a way that you know that, that the, the coach still thinks you're a great guy, the coach is still pulling for you, He's not trying to beat you down. He's trying to pick you up and make you a great wrestler or make a great ball player or, or whatever it is, maybe uh, music classes and things of that nature. I mean, look at these boys, how they have advanced in, in music. I mean, their teacher must be beating them with a whip. Man, she's getting a lot of action out of them. But, yeah, it's amazing, see? A teacher that really has spurred these children on to play very well at a very rapid pace and great blessing for us. 
but it's things that they're obviously enjoying doing. So these are things I think we can add to our homes. Understand the best things in life are free, and that's sharing your love with your children. My oldest son told me this. He said, Dad, it's not the things, it's not gifts that I got over the course of my life. And if you know my wife, my kids did, did get a couple of gifts over the course of their life. But he said, Dad, it's the things that we did. It was the things that we did together are the things that I remember the most. So never negate what time means to your children. You're, you're just being with them is probably going to have the most impact in their life than anything else. You can send them to good schools. You can do all kinds of things to try and enhance them. But the thing that is most going to enhance them, most going to be important to them, is the time that you give to them personally, the time that they're with you, that they're training you. And uh, you're having, dads, you're, you're just such an important influence in the life of your children. I um, just had a tremendous time of, in my life to having, having sons and just um, enjoying enjoying all my life with my children. I uh, enjoy my sons so much to this, to this day, um, just a blessing to me. And um, just a sharing of devotions in the morning and what I learned today, Dad, and such a blessing. So don't, don't miss out on those things, families. Enhance those things, train up your children in the way of the Lord so that it's not just a short span of life, but it's all of your life. You have the joy and delight of children that love Christ, love God, follow, follow God, and are raised up in the nurture and the admission of the Lord and following in the footsteps of their parents. Those are things that will just pay dividends eternally as they see their families follow the Lord and as they see their families coming to church and uh, following Jesus Christ, raising their children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you. That's one of the most important things that we get from God is that God is love. He sent his son Jesus Christ to die in our place. What great love beyond comprehension that he would do that for those such as us, sinners that have now been saved by the grace of God. He gives us relationships to demonstrate his love because we can understand his love for us as we have loved one for another. And the relationships in marriage and children, pastors, friends, all these things, God demonstrates his love to us through these relationships that he's given. Time is probably the thing that's going to be the hardest for you. But work it into your schedule somehow. You'll never regret giving time to your family, your children, and it, it's a difficult thing. Uh, believe me, I, I understand it. My, my days, most of my life were 14 hours from doorstep to doorstep. And so it's hard to, uh, to give the time that you would like. But when you're there, make it a great time. Make it an affectionate time, a loving time. Spend time talking. You get young men. Take your children with you. You're going to Menards. They got everything anyway. It's the only place you really need to go. Menards and Walgreens got you covered, right? 
Throw your kids in the car with you. Take, take your son, take your daughter. Take them, and, and guess what? When you get in the car, just talk to them. What do I talk about? You'll figure that out. Just, just, make, just, just make it happen. Find out what it is they want to talk about. Tell them all kinds of stuff. Explain, explain life to them. Like, there's a lot of things in life. You can talk about church. You can talk about cars. You can talk about um, baseball. But talk about stuff to your kids. Make them your friends, not just your children, okay? You'll enjoy your life. The love of God, he says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Give time to the family. Give time to the Lord's work. Don't be weary in the well-doing of it. It will pay in dividends. I'll repeat this because I, I mean it from my heart. Thank you, church, for the time you spend every week. I mean, from the yards. I mean, it's just amazing the work that is being done by the members of this church faithfully and cheerfully. Uh, today, of course, is a tiring day, a little out of the ordinary, but the grass still got cut and looked beautiful and things around the place. Uh, Ryan had some boys out there working with him and got some new trees planted and just uh, amazing, amazing things and so, so many other things. Obviously, ladies volunteering to clean the church. It's just endless work that's been done in this week. Thank you so much. I have no doubt it's pleasing to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for Gospel Light Baptist Church and the blessing that we had today. Thanks to you, Father, all the good things that have come our way, the blessings of being able to work in church, the blessings of serving the Lord. Father, we just delight in it. We had a wonderful day. Thank you that you allowed it and you provided the needs in our lives to make it possible. Give health and strength to the membership, please. And Father, for those tonight that are just not well, that I know are not here for reasons of not feeling well, and I pray, God, that you just please bring healing to them and strength. Thank you for again, Father, for the wonderful day. Father, for the souls that were saved. I pray that the young people from Hiles Anderson were encouraged by the day today as well. Give them safety as they travel, please. And God, take us safely to our homes. Thank you for the many blessings. We have no way to thank you for all that you've done for us, Father. We thank you for it in Jesus' name.